Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses in over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pounds portfolio of property up in the northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care. Have a fantastic day. And don't just take notes, take action. Just before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you know, I've released a book on Amazon called Be a Lion. So Be a Lion is about how to dominate and how to be successful in every part of your life. The four main parts of your life being your business or your career, your property, empire, your property business, uh, your health and fitness, and your relationships. Now, if you can be more successful in those four areas, business, property, health and fitness, and relationships, I'd imagine your life's going to be quite a bit better. It's not one or the other. It's not sacrificing your health and fitness in order to be successful at work. And it's not being really, really wealthy, you know, at the expense of your your relationship. You can be happy, successful content in every single part of your life. And the book does explain how I do that and how I believe you could replicate what I've done and just be a little bit better in each part of your life. So it's on Amazon, be a line. It's 15 quid, cost of a Domino's pizza. I'm sure... Everyone listening to this can afford 15 quid and it might just change you and it might just make you a little bit better in each part of your life. So pop on Amazon, grab it. That'll be massively appreciated and enjoy this podcast. Have a fantastic day. Hi and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So today's episode is um, a humorous episode and I think it is full of lessons though and I think there is something that you can take from my humorous mistakes in the past. So it's to talk about my worst ever property deals. Um, my social media team asked me to do to do this. And I said, well, think about the worst one. I said, well, there's three that are equally as terrible as each other. And um, I'll share all three. Um, because they are, they are humorous. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't know what I was doing when I first got into property. I wasn't educated. I wasn't, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor. I hadn't read any books. I hadn't watched any videos. I literally just was making good money in my sales job at the time. I thought property was a good place to put your money and I knew it was useless having it in the bank. It was true 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Um, and it's still true now. Money is useless in the bank. You have to, money has to flow. It has to go into something else to, to produce more money has to flow so um so yeah that, that's the first lesson the, the reason why i made all of these mistakes was because i was uneducated in property um i didn't know what i was doing i was doing what i thought was best um and it clearly wasn't but the second lesson is i did learn massively from these mistakes 
And that's something that some people don't do. So they'll make a mistake and they'll consistently make the same mistake time and time again. People do it in relationships. They get with the wrong person time and time again. In a sales role, they'll say the same thing to the client time and time again, which which isn't correct. Um, and they do it time and time again. Um, you have to learn from your losses and your mistakes in order to progress. Um, so hopefully you can learn something from my mistakes. Um, so first ever property that I bought was a house in Easington Colliery. So anybody from the northeast will know that's like um, Doramish Way. It's a pit village. It's really, really rough. Apologies if anybody's from there, but it's not a nice place. Um, it's really, really not. Uh, I just I somehow stumbled across. Um, I, I can't even remember. I think it was online, maybe or wherever it was. Um, I seen advert for this house. It was on for ten grand. It was a two bed terraced property. Um, really, really rough. Just imagine rows and rows and rows of houses in a really, really rough area. There's probably similar type stock all the way across the UK. So bought for 14 grand. I spent 11 grand on the refurb. It needed gutted. Um, I'd done some of the work myself. So was it, um, uh, yeah, I used to do a little bit of work myself because I was a joiner age 16 to age 19. Although I'm terrible. I, I'd done some of the work myself just to keep costs down. So anyway, ended up selling that for 25 grand. So literally just broke even. I probably lost a bit of money in fees. Um, and I only had it probably about a year, I'd say. Um, but in that time, I had the police ringing us, the drug dealers in your property, you need to kick them out. I think we had three or four lots of tenants. Towards the end, the boiler was pinched. It was broken into, door smashed in, windows smashed, and the boiler was pinched. Um, it was just a nightmare. Um, from buying it, before I sold it, I bought two other properties, all quite similar in terms of my strategy was to buy these low-value, uh, run-down, horrible houses in horrible areas where I was just going to get DSS tenants. So the government were going to pay us. The, back in the day, they used to pay the landlord direct. They don't do that anymore. Um, they were paying us £385 per month uh, for the tenant being in there direct to me. So my thought process was, put twenty-five grand in, you know, I get £385 a, a month. Um, so whatever that is, four and a bit um, per year. So three at five times twelve. Yeah, so four, four and a bit um, per year. So I was thinking, great, you know, my money will be back in three years. Happy days. It's money for nothing. I won't have to touch the properties. The, the, you know, the tenants will just, their tenants had my numbers. I was self-managing. It was just a mess. So after that first one, I thought, this is great, this. Get me three, eight, five a month. I thought, if only I can get three, it's like over a grand a month. I know work. And I was like, I started to get that property bug, right, that we've all experienced. Um, next property was 16 grand. This time it was a flat in Washington, uh, Soul Grave. It really, really rough. It's like a prison. It's like a rectangle of flats. Imagine high rise, but in a rectangle um, with grass in the center of the rectangle so like all the flats look into the center uh where this grass section is so you can imagine people were drinking partying taking drugs doing whatever in that middle section it was like a prison um bought for 16 uh refurb was 10 around about 10 sold for 30 i remember i made a little bit literally a couple of grand i made on this 
this property um, after fees. But again, we had the same stuff. Because I bought these three properties quite close together, all the issues seemed to appear at the same time. So with this one, I had quite a few different tenants. We then had, um, I think they were Polish maybe. There was there were some folk nationalities. I think they said they were working in the area. Then we found out they were selling drugs in the property. Um, nobody would go around to you know kick them out. I tried to get agents to go around and people to kick them out, and they wouldn't leave. It was just, it was just a nightmare. But just to make me life a little bit harder, alongside those two, I bought another one for 17, 17 and a half, this one. Again, cash, bought all these properties cash. Again, wrong strategy. You know, you can leverage your money and certain stretch it certainly better by using banks and using other people's money. But didn't know what I was doing, uneducated. I will get onto all of the lessons at the end of this because I think they're important. Um, 17 and a half grand, this one. This is the story about the horse that some of you have heard us talk about on other people's podcasts. So this is the one I went to an auction um, to purchase another property. It was actually close to the two that I bought. Um, I went to purchase another property. I bid on another property. I got outbid. And um, I ended up buying this one blind because I see it in the catalogue. It was an external photo of the... Of the of the house that says it all. If there's no internal shots, it normally means it's a wreck inside. I thought seventeen grand. This is in a place called East Sleekburn, so it was beside uh, Blythe, Ashington sort of area. Um. Anyway, I ended up securing it for seventeen and a half. Never seen it before. Got the keys a month or so later. I went along, and I just got this sinking feeling in my stomach. I was like, "What have I done?" So I drove down the street in a U-shape, the, towards the bottom of the U was my house that I bought. Every other house in the entire U-shape street was boarded up. Um, I drove past towards the other side of the bottom of the U. Mine was on one side of the bottom of the U, the other side of the bottom of the U. Um, gypsies, there was horses there, there was caravans, there was burnt-out cars in the street. There was There were just... It was like, so honestly, it was like something out of a movie. It was quite surreal, I remember. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I done here? So got there. The only one that's not boarded up. Got the keys, opened the door. As soon as I opened the door, I just smelt this horrible smell. And there was literally just mounds of shit all over the floor. There was a rusty bird cage with dead animals in. Honestly, I was just like, what the fuck have I bought? Um... So then I walked, I remember I put my, like, my jumper over my nose and like, walking through, it smelled that bad. Walking through it into the kitchen and I looked through the patio doors and there was a horse, this is no lie, there was a horse um, like with a rope around its neck tied, it was alive, tied to the fence and I was like, what on earth have I done? I literally, after that, I thought, I need to get out of here. I felt quite uneasy um, as I left. Um, it was ju just unbelievable. Some of the stuff I've done. Um, so yeah, refurb was around about fifteen, and I remember on these three houses, I literally just I sold them all because, um, a few months after I bought or after I refurbed that last one, I remember being at the gym. I got a phone call. Um, police were around. There was attempted murder in one of the properties. It was just, and from that point, I remember like, okay, I think I'm doing something wrong here. I know property is still a good thing to do, but I, I need to do something different. What I'm doing clearly isn't working, and then I've got the wrong types of properties. So at this point, I'd still never done the education, any books, any audios, any nothing. 
Um, so I thought, right, let's put them all in auction. My thought process was I'll put them all in a London auction and sell them off because uh, somebody might be as stupid as me to buy them blind. <laughs> um, someone who's not from the area who might not realise how bad these are. So I put them in auction and they basically washed the face. I think because one of them, or two of them I made a little bit, one I made a loss. So I think it just washed its face. I just broke even. And then I started to buy better types of buy-to-lets. Um, but I think the lessons here are, first of all, before you invest, I think you educate yourself first, invest second. It shouldn't be invest first and then educate yourself secondary. I think education comes first so you can make better decisions. And I think having just some basic rules and criteria about what you want and what types of property that you want to purchase is a good idea. I was just, my rule back then was the cheapest properties I could find with DSS tenants. You know, I personally don't think that's the way to go. I think middle of the road, I think not the really rough properties, um, you know, not the Bronx, as in, as in if the Bronx was the worst properties in your area, not there, not the high end either, somewhere in the middle. Um, I typically purchase between 80 and sort of 130 for buy-to-lets. HMOs are typically between 120 and sort of 180. Hotels and everything obviously goes up quite substantially, but that was the, my general rules. I just had a price range and, you know, a net profit target her property that's all i ever wanted at the start um so yeah just and that's not right or wrong i think i think everyone has their own criteria and their own attitude to risk but as long as you have some set rules some set clear rules um that you follow that gives you a bit of a track to run on it also then stops you getting distracted and looking at we had a wonderful properties and lease options and loads of other quirky stuff um if you just got some clear rules it keeps you on track uh, so that's a lesson definitely I think you need to let the numbers guide you, not emotion, and and certainly not. I mean, if for, at the start for me, I just had some money and I was like, I need to do something with it. That was almost like I was being quite reckless. Just I knew I wanted it in property, so I didn't even let numbers or emotion. I was just like, well, yeah, I'll just buy some property. Um, but yeah, I don't know many people will be like that, and I certainly wouldn't advise it. I would just let the numbers guide you. And if you're not good at numbers, you need to get good or you need to get someone else who's good to help you because you have to make your decisions and your investments based on a, some form of return, whether it's RRI, yield, you know, return on capital employed, whatever, however your mind works and whatever you're comfortable with, you need to work to those numbers. I just have clear rules on what type of properties that I want and how long I want my money back how long will it take to get my money back? As long as I get my money back, generally within three years, whether that's from a refinance, whether that's from uh, the rent or a combination of both, as long as I get my money back in three years, it's then infinite return. The property becomes free and sorted. Ideally, I want it back quicker than that, but that's my worst case. Um, it's only my, that's my criteria. You know, nice and simple. Simplicity is a winner when you're looking at success in business. It really, really is. You can easily make property too complicated. Then you stall. You get analysis paralysis. You take zero action. You get you make zero progress, and you don't achieve what you want. Um, that's for obvious reasons. Not the way to go. Uh, it's a one way ticket to unhappiness, to unfulfillment, and depression, sadness, and everything else. Progress equals happiness. So clear rules. I think definitely. I think another lesson is definitely the education. Get some form of education now. That doesn't mean get a coach or a mentor. 
um, you know, that's right for some people. It's not for others. Um, you know, you can learn a lot for free. But, you know, I do think mentors and coaches work for the right type of person. I am probably in the new year going to start up some more coaching. I coach a couple of people currently. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to, going to ramp that up a little bit next year but but I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not going to take on a lot of people I'm going to be quite selective and I only want people who are who are who are active and who, who want to go to work and who are motivated and driven but I, I'll keep you posted on that one but my point is mentoring and coaching is right for some people um but you know if you haven't got the money to do that you can start right now by looking on YouTube listening to things like this podcast listening to other guest stories Listen to my views, listening to other property people's views, joining a network, reading books, you know, listening to videos and, and, and podcasts. It's, it's free. Like, there's no excuses for that. Educate yourself first and invest second. Um, cheap. Another, another lesson is cheap is not always best. If you buy cheap, you typically buy twice. And that applies to furnishings, applies to kitchens, bathrooms, as well as property. Because if you're, buy a cheap property you generally have to sell it and buy something else and buy it twice and if you buy crap furniture you buy crap kitchens and bathrooms you just have to replace them with wear and tear and that was very much at the start as cheap as physically possible you know you're talking like x display kitchens and being and howden's like the cheapest i could possibly find you know going on to ebay and things like that for like secondhand doors and all sorts i was doing the cheapest of cheap paint the cheapest of cheap skirting boards. I was just doing the cheapest of the cheap. That's definitely not the way to go. You don't need to overspend and you don't need to buy swanky and fancy kitchens with, you know, all the mod cons for, you know, a standard buy to let. You know, that that's not good business sense and you'll overspend and you'll go over budget and you'll, you, you'll get a worse return on your money. But being sensible, not going for the cheapest of the cheap. Again, going for somewhere in the middle depending upon your strategy and depending upon the area, you know, the location of the properties, your strategy, et cetera. Um, I think that's the lessons from my first experience in property. Don't go down the route I went. Um, good news is you're listening to this podcast, so you're one step ahead of where I was because I wasn't listening to anything back then. I was just listening to myself and what I thought was the right thing to do, which definitely wasn't. What have made you laugh as well with my uh, hubris mistakes about horses and attempted murders and boilers being broken into with all sorts of madness but um but yeah learn from my mistakes um get some rules set get educated get at work thanks a lot everyone take care have a good rest of your day hi everyone just before you go i'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to apple Podcasts and leave us a review the more reviews we get the more attention the podcast gets and then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family, um, plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic day.